0: And then even in ministry, it was the first time that I was like, do, do, do I still want to do this? Do I still, like, there were a lot of hard things going on inside the church, uh, some staff issues, some outside the church, ministry issues, some um, lots of things that were going on. That I was like, do I want to, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was disorienting. And having friends whose ministries fell apart overnight, uh, that I cared about that I was invested in was hard. And so, um, you know, there are just so many different things. I look back on, I was like, that was a lot. (laughs) We went through a lot. That was a wilderness upon a wilderness. And, um, I was able to see how God, you know, kept me through it and I see how necessary all of those wildernesses were for my faith.
1: What do you do when you look around and you really realize like, Lord, I am in the middle of a desert. I've not heard your voice. I don't understand what's going on. I'm hurt. I'm broken. I'm confused. Just help me. Um, Our guest today has been through a few of those seasons, and she has written a wonderful uh, Bible study, which reads like a book, through a surprising book of the Bible, which is Numbers, which helps you understand how to get through the wilderness, and that guest is Lauren Chandler. Now, your knee-jerk reaction to hearing Lauren Chandler might be um, to recognize her as the wife of Matt Chandler. Um, one of the lead pastors at the Village Church all throughout Texas. And you, of course, would not be wrong, um, but Lauren is so much more than than just Matt Chandler's wife. She is a gifted and accomplished songwriter and worship leader, teacher, speaker, writer, and so many things. And in this interview, you're going to hear the depth of thought Uh, that Lauren has to offer as a Christian thinker. And so I'm excited for you to hear her heart today. I'm excited for you to hear the conversation that I was honored and privileged to have with her. And you will get a sneak peek into perhaps what the, the family, and especially the wife of your pastor, might be struggling with because some of the wilderness that she talks about in our conversation is directly related to some of the things that she's had to deal with being uh, married to a well-known evangelical pastor. And you're going to find out that, no, it's not all, uh, sugar plums and fairies or peaches and cream or anything. Some of it really, really sucks. And so much so that, uh, right. She, she has even called some of those things, wildernesses and like things that have pushed her to a breaking point where the only thing that she could rely on was God. And so I'm sure that you can relate to that somehow. And that there's been seasons of your life where you've looked around and just been like, man, there's nothing here for me other than Jesus. And so I hope that you're encouraged by this today. Make sure to go check, check out some of the old episodes of the ATAP podcast. I, I realized the other day we've been doing this, um, you know, over a year. And almost a year and a half now. And, you know, we have so many amazing guests um, on Instagram. I shared an old video from an episode we did with Andy Bannister, which is still one of my favorite episodes that I, we've ever had. And it was awesome to see the response from people on Instagram. You can follow at allthings.allpeople um, because there was a lot of people who hadn't gone that far back in the catalog and they were like, man, this is really good. And I was like, right? It is really good. And so is the Karen Swallow Pryor episode. <laughs> and and so is the brian broderson episode and so is the foley beach episode and so it you know i could go on and on and so you know if you're just if you're if you've been listening along for a little while but you haven't gone all the way back um you know forgive my poor audio editing skills and my uh less polished interview skills um however polished they might be now i guess i don't know um and uh, and dive in and listen to the quality guests that we were we were really lucky to have at the very beginning of the show, um, but what matters most it, it, this week is the Christian thinker for this week, um, and, and who I'm sure you're going to love, um, and it is Miss Lauren Chandler. So let's do it. My next guest is a writer, teacher, speaker worship leader in so many other things she though prefers to be known as one who is loved by jesus she says in fact that to be known as anything else first is when things begin to break down she is the wife of matt who is one of the lead pastors at the village church in texas and the mom to three uh, this year earlier this year she saw with us in the wilderness come out through lifeway which is an in-depth study on the Israelites time in the wilderness in the book of numbers and what we can take away from that in our own times of wilderness, wandering with the Lord Uh, that study and, and other publications that she's put out can all be found in the links found in the show notes. It's my honor and privilege. And I'm so excited to have on the show today, Lauren Chandler, Lauren, thank you so much for doing this.
0: Hey, Jeremy, thanks for having me. Um,
1: I I mentioned this to uh, the, I I hope nobody's surprised by this, but you and I actually talked about the fact that uh, you have an assistant, Danny, who's who's extremely wonderful. She was very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, My world is filled with talking to assistants and whatnot. Um, And I like to send like information about myself to my guests who I don't know, because then it takes away a little of the awkwardness. And I don't know if you saw this, but I first heard anything about you. When uh-huh. I was an undergraduate at Liberty University because your husband Matt came and did the Song of Solomon conference. Do you remember when yeah. he used to do those? Oh yes. I don't does he still do those? Do those
0: even still happen? No, he didn't okay. do that anymore. Yeah. That was just that was a little season. And okay. it was crazy. He still will use some of that stuff, but yeah. no more, no more tours.
1: Okay. Well, good. Yeah. So, but I I can remember um, you know, just hearing him this first time I'd been introduced to him and 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 he talked a lot about just dating and relationships, things like that. So of course he talked about you. And so since then, you know, I've been very familiar with, with, with Matt. I mean, um, obviously very gifted pastor, teacher, speaker, writer, all these other things, but Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been just as impressed by you because, um, in following on social media, I mentioned to you that my wife and a lot of my, uh, um, uh, friends here at church who, who've Mm -hmm. who've seen, and heard you, that they, they love you so much. Um, The last few years, you've been doing a lot of stuff. I saw you actually helped write a song with the village church and everything. Um, What have the last few years of ministry been like for you Um, doing so many different things, but then also being there at home, you know, with Matt and the village church and everything else you have going on.
0: Yeah. um, It's been, I feel really blessed and honored that the Lord would like give me this opportunity and these different things to steward. Um, and you know, um, I tend to work best with projects, like Mm -hmm. give me a project and then I know there's a beginning, a middle and an end, and I can like do it all. I can see it completed. I can see it going out into the world and then I can like rest for a little bit and think, okay, now I can do another project. It's kind of like, you know, projects around our house, like Mm -hmm. I'm really good at at just projects. And, um, and so I've seen each. So the, I wrote a book called steadfast love. Mm -hmm. Um, not long after Matt had a, um, a just a journey with cancer with brain cancer, which the Lord healed him. He's been cancer free for almost 12 years. So kind of, you know, had that project. And then, Had a little gap of time Mm -hmm. and then uh, turned that actually into a Bible study, a study of Psalm 107. Um, And then, you know, and then I'd have a space for like songwriting and then I had time to write a children's book. And then so I've discovered that I do great with projects that helps me because then I can. Um, I can focus on what's next, you know, in the project while also taking care of my house, taking care mm-hmm. of my kids. And I will say during that time, um, my kids went back, went to public school for the first time. So previously before that, they were in a school that was classical, uh, Christian university model. So they would go to school two to three days a week, and then they homeschool two days mm-hmm. a, a week. And so they, we reached a point where I could not do the homeschool part anymore with all three Mm -hmm. of them. It was just a lot. And so for about five years, they went to public school, which enabled me to, you know, have five days a week, um, at least from nine to three that I could work on things. And, um, this past year we put our kids back at the classical school, our oldest, she's, um, she's nearly done. So she Mm -hmm. didn't go back there. Um, but my older two don't need as much supervision. My youngest does need it, but not as much. And so that really has dictated a lot of what I can and can't do. And seeing my oldest, um, almost, you know, fly out of the nest, just right. like just perched about to just launch, um, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I want to be here more for the, my kids. Cause now I actually see how fast it goes. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm trying to choose things that are, um, aren't adding to our schedule, but just kind of go along with what I'm already doing. So I've got a children's book coming out that is based mm-hmm. on a song that I wrote, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, with that, we released with our church. And so just trying to find things that fit, uh, with where our family is, um, what Matt's got going on. yeah, And I'll say this too, Matt's been really generous to do whatever he can to, to let me do the things that I enjoy that God's given me to do. Um, and even just <clears throat> speaking like yesterday, we got to, for the first time, which we've been at our church, um, almost 19 years, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. But for the first time, we did this thing called restore, which they've been doing for, for almost as many years as we've been there where it's this staff's time from like nine to noon to come together, be encouraged. We have worship prayer. There's usually either teaching or something just to kind of fill them up, um, talk about the direction of where we're going as a church, um, address anything. Just encourage. It's it's a time to stop for the first time. Matt and I did it together. Where Matt mm-hmm. actually taught on Song of Solomon. It's name mm-hmm. that you brought oh, that wow. up. We talked about marriage and the importance of uh, the staff who most are married to mm-hmm. lead and and minister out of the health of their marriage. So I got to come up and do kind of a Q and A with him and and so stuff like that where it's already yeah. Kind of part of what we're already doing as a family and as a church, and um, and I see that happening and pro- probably until my oldest, my youngest is you know driving, and then I, that changes everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how, yeah, I've done it so far,
1: yeah. A friend of mine and I were talking, and he's he's also a pastor, and, and somehow I don't I, we were talking, I think, about how sometimes, uh, you know, my wife is as talented, if not much more talented than me. And, Uh and, and I feel like many pastors would say the same thing. Um, And we actually brought you up. This is before I Mm. knew you were going to be on the show. And we, we talked about, you know, wow, she's like a really gifted worship leader and songwriter and writer and speaker and teacher and, and all these things. (laughs) But it's funny because, um, you know, somebody might say that, Oh, that's Matt. Matt Chandler's wife, has that been a, a difficult journey, honestly, for you? Like that you, like you're kind of, I mean, in, in, if you're yeah. in your flesh at times, I'm sure you could be like, Hey, you know, like I can do a lot of things here. And, yeah. and it's obvious for people that it's like, wow, you know, she's, she's really great. Has yeah. that, I'm sure that's been a blessing as well in its own right, but has that been difficult for you to navigate? Um, <clears throat> Matt and
0: I just, this summer went through a thing called life plan that the, uh, the organization, the Patterson center has, Mm -hmm. and we did a life plan together and it was really, um, it was, it was life-changing in a lot of ways. It's kind of slowly occurred to me how life-changing it is. And for Matt, it was like, bam, that was so Mm life-changing. That was so great. You know, for me, I'm kind of waking up to, oh yeah, that, that was significant. But (laughs) uh, one of the things that I I noticed, so they have you pretty much put turning points in your life. You you kind of map them all out together. And we kind of did my turning points up until I met Matt and married him and Matt's turning points until up until that same point. And I, it never occurred to me how, you know, growing up, I grew up in a smallish town went to the same, like my mom's 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 my, I mean, go way back in this, this East Texas town, uh, same church, like grew up like crater cradle roll <laughs> to, uh, you know, um, to being baptized there s- singing there. I mean, I was known, I knew everyone at church. I was Lauren yeah. Walker. They mm-hmm. knew me I was Johnny and Linda's daughter. And I, uh, it was sweet. And then here I meet Matt, I go to college where he's going to college and now I'm known as, um, Matt Chandler's girlfriend at the time. Right. And he was already kind of established at a church there. He was serving, he was, you know, they were talking about him coming on staff. And I remember the first time my freshman year of college, I, you know, walked into this church, which I love this church. And it's, it was so beholden to me later, but I was brand new. And I never visited another church my whole life. Like I'd always just Mm -hmm. gone to my church. And, um, I remember going into the service and really anyone feeling like, just like, I don't know, just an another face in the crowd, mm-hmm. and I came away from that service. I just cried and cried and mm-hmm. cried because I was like, I don't, I don't know anyone, and they don't know who I am, and it wasn't even like they don't know all that I have to offer. It was right. more just like they didn't know me, and like. Church was my second home where I felt known and loved and seen and encouraged and exhorted. And, um, and so that was kind of the, that was the turning point and the first taste of Matt Chandler's Mm -hmm. girlfriend, fiance, wife, and it was disorienting, you know, and especially here I was, I was 19 or 18 at that point, you know, still trying to figure out who I was and so, um, you know, a lot of my identity hat became entangled with yeah. that and, and there's good parts of that and bad parts. And I would say some of the good parts are, you know, we grew up together right. and, um, we, we, that helped in the oneness of our marriage. Um, it's, it's a perk to be known as Matt Chandler's wife. You're sure. I've already got some kind of rapport with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's easier to get a book deal or write a Bible study or get an opportunity because they're like, Oh, okay. You're matching. Okay. Well, we can market that, you know? (laughs) Um, And, uh, and so that's the good part. The bad part is um, feeling like, well, I, I'm someone too. Right. And I, the Lord's called me to do some things. And, um, and Matt's so great to not just let me sit in his shadow, but to encourage mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think too, it can be a question mark in the back of my head with people that I don't know well. Um, and I, what I, what I try to do, so in my, just like. Brutally honest. In the back of my head, it can be. Well, they ask me because I'm Matt's wife. Right. And they just really want to get to know Matt, or mm-hmm. you know that that's right. there. Sure. But the way I end up seeing it, where I land with it, is you know what? No matter what, the Lord, Lord, you've put me here. You've given me this opportunity. I'm going to steward it well. Whether they're trying to, you know, get in with Matt or just <laughs> talk to me because I'm Matt's wife, right. or give me this opportunity because yeah. of that ultimately God, you open this opportunity mm-hmm. for me and I'm going to walk in it. So that's
1: yeah. tremendous for For me. Um, when I really became uh, aware of just like the depth of, and, and really the merit of like the work that you, you do. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned this to you, like my, my wife and a lot of ladies from my church had gone and heard you speak at the Lifeway Women's Forum in Nashville a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And my wife basically came home and said, she's, I mean, like, this is sounds funny. She's like, she's not just Matt Chandler's wife. Like she really can stand on her own. And, um, and I've heard that from so many different people and, and honestly, you know, Lauren, like when somebody you did this, um, you know, with us in the wilderness study, Mm um, on numbers, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Um, (laughs) people, (laughs) people who, um, are just in it, for the name value of being able to say that you write a bible study don't write bible studies on numbers um, i think you understand what i mean by that you know so i heard yeah. you tell the story of like talking with people from lifeway and i think mm-hmm. steadfast love had had done very well and then the bible mm-hmm. study had done well and they were kind of like hey we want to do something else with you it's been really great and you said well i've been <laughs> reading numbers did yeah. anybody at lifeway go what about Romans? What about more Psalms stuff? Was there any of that?
0: No, they were great. That's the, the life ways. So great to work with the women on their team are amazing. And I think they, they know that, um, who the, the Bible teacher and author is going to do best when they are writing on about what's on their heart. And they believe that God's put a message on their heart and they want to do whatever they can to help mm-hmm. you or that. And so, no, they, they're awesome. so great. They're so great. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't mind that it was, you know, somewhat more academic in some ways, sure. yeah. but, um, and so, because they love the Bible too, mm-hmm. and they want, yeah. they want women to love the Bible and understand it for themselves. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's a great service to the church because, num- like, you know, Numbers in Deuteronomy as well. Um are, are books where I think the average lay Christian might be inclined to skip over those in their chronological mm-hmm. Bible. And um you do a great job in the study pulling out this pastoral aspect to um, you know, hey, no, like look at these images, look at this picture yeah. of the wilderness season of Israel. Can you yeah. relate? Can you cause you can, right? And yeah. and, and you you um, And and, and when you speak and I I hear you do interviews and I read the book and, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you do a fantastic job embodying the idea of like, Hey, can I tell you some of my wilderness seasons Mm -hmm. and let's talk about yours? Let's talk about how God is near to us. And, and when Mm -hmm. you talk about wilderness, um, I've heard you define just the the entire concept of, of, of wilderness season, um, is anything that leads us into something uncomfortable. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, you you know, you say it's not just bad things. It's not just a death or cancer, it it Mm -hmm. can be things that might otherwise be good, but we are uncomfortable with it. And it seems like the genesis of the study,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. this meeting with Lifeway was a really difficult season for you Mm -hmm. in like 2018 to 2020, where there was quite a bit of wilderness there. Yeah. Um, what was the heart coming out of that season that said, you know, sitting at the table with the Lifeway? actually, you know what, it would be super easy to write something on Genesis, super mm-hmm. easy to write something on Romans, but, but the Lord has brought me to numbers because of what's been going on in my life. What was that season yeah. like that led you to that point?
0: Yeah. You know, what's funny. I just, uh, spoke at a women's Bible study, just uh, locally in Dallas and. They're doing the study right now, and they wanted me to speak at the very beginning. And I had this thought, and I forgot to to mention it during my talk, but an older woman came up to me, and I loved it. She said, you know what? Sometimes you don't even know you're in the middle, middle of the wilderness until you look like you're out of it, and you look back on it. And I was like, yes. I said, I'm so glad you said that. I wish I'd said that. I meant to say that mm-hmm. today, but, um, so maybe it's for right now. Um, I, I, I think, I think I was intrigued by numbers when I was reading it and I I'm a really curious person and I love knowing things. I like to study. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to understand how God's made the world. And I, I think he's so creative and I, I want to know as much as I can about it. And so I think I was really just curious. I think the Lord used my curiosity to have me look at numbers and like, hey, consider this. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And even it goes back before um, to steadfast love, where someone of seven talks about the people wandering in desert wastes. And that led me to study the wilderness generation. And so it was like, he was preparing me for, to write this study. And then, you know, I look back now after the study came out, I looked back and I knew things were difficult when I was writing the study, but I think I was a little distracted in a good way by the project, Mm -hmm. by writing the study and, um, and, and, and seeing the Lord in it and seeing him work and seeing how. Numbers is not all the concepts and numbers are not exclusively in numbers, but they're all over yeah. the Bible, all over scripture. And I love that. Um, So I, I looked back, I I, I got done. I look back one. I'm like, wow, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, yeah, which yeah. is the wilderness of it in its own. Like, so even just like collectively this huge, Uh, wilderness that we're all walking in. Mm -hmm. And then I started to look back on, man, I had a child that was going through a rough season that I didn't know that that was uh, really disorienting for me as a parent, for Matt, as a parent, how do we help this kid get through this? Um, And then even in ministry, it was the first time that I was like, do do I still want to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I still like there were a lot of hard things going on inside the church, uh, some staff issues, some outside the church, ministry issues, some um lots of things that were going on. That I was like, do I wanna, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was disorienting. And having friends whose ministries fell apart overnight, uh, that I cared about, that I was invested in was hard. And so, um, you know, there are just so many different things. I look back on, I was like, that was a lot. (laughs) We went through a lot. That was a wilderness upon a wilderness. And, um, I was able to see how God, you know, kept me through it. And I see how necessary all of those wildernesses were for my faith and for my maturation and my sanctification And, um, I see how I needed to question things. I needed to be disoriented so that I could orient myself on, on God, who he is, who he says he is on his word, um, that my, my prayer life would be rekindled in a way that hadn't been rekindled that my, my desire for his word, um, was, I just, um, I I grew, Mm -hmm. um, and, And so that was kind of the wilderness that I was riding in and from, but had no idea, Mm -hmm. you know, how, what all that was going on until I could look back on it.
1: Yeah. When I think about everything you just shared, and I think about numbers and the Israelites being called out of, out of Egypt and into something that God had for them. And I think about kind of that concept that really gets thrown around a little bit too much in kind of evangelicalism of like, what's my calling? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we turn calling into, well, what, what my job is or who I'm supposed to marry. Was there, was there anything that you discerned in that season or even in the process of writing the study and just stuttering, studying numbers where you began to, to, to arrive at a greater sense of calling of like, you know, I and I'm just speaking for you yeah. here, but like you know, maybe I could stop writing and I'd be okay, or maybe I could yeah. stop traveling to speak and I'd be okay. But God yeah. maybe arrived you at some things where it's like, no, Lauren, like you can't quit this. Like you said, I don't know that I even want to do it, and I'm sure God spoke into that of like some of it you're going to continue to do despite yeah. the fact that it's it's really difficult right now. Yeah. Did you come out of that season at all with a with a a more refined sense of, no, this is what I'm called to. And this is my vocation in this season of life.
0: I did. um, I did. And um, uh, there's a couple of things. One, I remember um, I was just praying and I just got this picture of like a mountainside and this orange tent. Mm-hmm. at the bottom of this mountainside and I was like, okay, what is that like I'm very visual and I was like, why would that picture pop into my head I was like did I see this somewhere? what is this And um, I think it uh, symbolized this desire in me for adventure like I wanted adventure And so part of the wandering was, okay, am I is this adventure that, we're going to go do something else somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not going to, um, we're not going to, uh, like life isn't going to look like it, it did. It's going to look differently. And, um, I, I actually going through the life plan (laughs) helped Mm -hmm. me see that no part of the adventure that I'm wanting is to just continues to say yes to the things I had already committed to. Mm -hmm. So that was speaking, leading worship, writing, um, where before I was like, I just want out. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I felt like the Lord say, no, that adventure that that you're wanting is already before you. If you will just walk obediently with me. And I think, um, some of it was, I had become, um, a lot of my identity was wrapped in a lot of that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I didn't realize it. And then as I got shaken up and, and as the Israelites do too, where they're, they're like, who are we now? Yeah. You know, and God says, this is you are, you're my people. I've called you by name. I'm blessing you. These are the promises I'm making you. Um, It was in the wilderness that I saw. Um, I I tied so much of my d- identity to uh my calling, different callings that mm-hmm. the Lord's put yeah. in my heart in my life. And um, I think it was going through that wilderness like the Israelites, where you're disoriented, and, and it's like God reoriented them by saying, No, this is who you are, mm-hmm. your mind, that's your primary, primary, primary identity. Um, I, I think I needed. Whatever that drive was to find my identity in those things and instead of the Lord to be challenged. And so I I lost some some enjoyment in them. Um, because they're not enjoyable in and of themselves. Like it's it, he is enjoyable. Yes, right. And so I I started to see, oh no, I want to. I do want to do these things, but my identity and my affirmation is not wrapped up in them anymore. It is wrapped up in him. And so my motivations change from, okay, I want to feel like I'm productive or I'm special or I'm exceptional by doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay. God, you've gifted me. I'm going to use these for your glory and I'm going to enjoy it because it glorifies you. And I'm doing something that you've made me to do. And so I think the wilderness really helped me with that. Now I I'm not, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't struggle with if someone reviewed something that I did and they're like tore it apart. I would. that would affect me, you know, Mm -hmm. or I want to grow from it or, uh, I do want people to like it and like me, but that's not my primary motivation for, for doing it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Anytime you look in the Bible at, you know, any of the exilic periods, like coming out of Egypt, coming out of Babylon, it's funny because like the Israelites seem to have, like, like you just said, lost some sense of identity and they're going back into like, what has become kind of like a foreign homeland, so to speak, you know? And I would imagine like, you just, you just, kind of alluded to the idea like sometimes this like speaking is great teaching is great doing podcasts is great but sometimes we get really wrapped up in like yes doing it for my glory like making my name great and is there a sense at all that like you know now you're walking hope like lord willing right you're walking in a season where it's like hey the writing is not the end, the writing is a vehicle for God to get glory is the blessing then abundantly sweeter then? because oh, yeah, yeah, sure. People are, we, we live in a world of critics. People are going to tear down, like you could get up and just, you know, right. say Jesus is good all the time, you know, and and somebody's going to say, well, she didn't pronounce a word correctly or something <laughs> like
0: that, but, right, right.
1: but is the blessing coming out of, the wilderness sweeter Mm -hmm. than because you can come home and just, it's not about like, I'm Lauren Chandler, successful author and speaker, or even I'm Lauren Chandler, Matt Chandler's wife. It's just, Hey, I'm Lauren and I'm loved by Jesus. And I'm, and I am Matt's wife and I am these kids mother and I am part of the village church. It's like the identity is, is not conditional upon the approval of anybody else then. Right. Right.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so much sweeter and and freer because I'm like, I'm not my day isn't made or destroyed by someone's opinion or if Mm -hmm. my Bible doesn't didn't Bible study didn't sell as well or whatever. Like it's I was obedient and it's going the Lord's gonna use it in someone's life that's gonna matter for eternity. So if just one's old and that changed someone. Yeah no, I want more than one person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the point of doing it was I was actually talking. Um, so Jen Wilkin is at our, um, our church, yeah, great Bible strong, teacher yeah. friend on staff. I was talking to her last night about, we were talking about speaking and I was like, I don't love speaking and I don't love traveling a lot and being away from home a lot. Um, And that's, what's great about that's, I'm like, that's why I wrote a book and a Bible study and Mm -hmm. two Bible studies so that I don't have to go, but that people can still, um, learn from what the Lord shows me in those, in that. And, um, so I love the vehicle of writing, honestly, and you said that you, you prefer writing, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I don't, the speaking thing is, I don't, I don't speak anywhere near as much as you or, you know, the podcast, but, um, writing is, it kind of has that monastic feeling of like, I can just Uh be by myself and I don't have to listen to anybody else. Yeah, That comes after I'm already done. Speaking, you get speaking or preaching, you get so tied up in like, that person seems like they're not having a good time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or like, you know, even podcasting, like um, there's so many different things, but yeah, writing is a little bit more of kind of just like, it's just me and the Lord and, yeah. and it's, I'm going to put out what I put out except for the yeah. editing process, right? I'm sure right. Edit, lifeway puts you through a pretty stringent oh, yeah. editing yeah. process. Um, yeah. The way that you define wilderness, I think is really healthy because it leaves room for things that are good objectively yeah. to still be wilderness. And it's funny because ah. like when I think about you and I think about like, I followed you on social media for a long time, like a lot mm-hmm. of other people, and this is the first time you and I've spoke, but like, like I know about your life. Like, I, yeah. I, I, can remember on Thanksgiving
0: mm-hmm. what you said.
1: How, how, how many years ago was it now? Oh my god! Yeah, goodness. twelve. I can remember on Twitter seeing yeah. the tweet about Matt's um, seizure, and and, yeah. and so it's like it's this weird world that we live in. That like, this is the first time you spoke, but. I know like about your kids and, and things yeah. like that because of Instagram and, yeah. and it's kind of put me in this existential crisis because I have an eight year old and a three year old. Oh. And like over the last 10 years, I've like seen that your son like looks more and more like Matt every time I see a picture of him. Yeah. Right. And it makes me kind of freak out. Cause I go, are my kids going to grow up too? You know, are my kids going <laughs> to go off and yes, you know are. eventually <laughs> go to college? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, when I think about you and that, And yeah, like you guys have had so many tough things, but you've also had so many great things. Is it strange then when things that you've prayed for and hoped Mm -hmm. for and worked for, I'm sure that sometimes those things seem like a wilderness too, Mm -hmm. like getting ready to launch a a child, you know, off into the real world, watching your boy play football, changing schools, watching the church grow. What is it like when the stuff that you've like really, really put a lot of time into your prayer life working and then mm-hmm. sometimes you look around, and you go, but this is uncomfortable too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I like the, the way that this always makes me feel because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. You know, what is yeah. that like?
0: Uh, I mean, like I've said it uh, a lot, but disorienting mm-hmm. um, because you think, well, this is good. Why does it feel hard?
1: Yeah. I should just be um, happy.
0: Yeah. And I, I just, um, it, it teaches me a lot of perseverance and patient endurance, honestly. Um, and there's been, honestly, there's been a lot of that in my life. Um, I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And so my, my goal is usually the ideal mm-hmm. and that's rarely reality. And so, um in particular with uh singing and leading worship that's where I can like pick myself apart complete yeah. and even songwriting um and so it's I've the those are like good things that also have been really hard and challenging for me yeah and I can't get away from them like yeah. it's like there's something in me that just, can't not do those things. And there'll be seasons, like even right now, I'm not leading worship on the weekends uh, this fall, because it requires a Thursday night rehearsal. And we just have so many nights out for different reasons. I'm like, you know what, I need to be home. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need to be gone on Thursday night. And so um, it's something that I'm like putting up on the shelf but I know I'm going to take it back down. And there are other places I'm getting to use it. Uh, but that's been a, a place of sometimes wilderness where I know I'm called to continue to lead worship, to sing, to make music. But it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. easy. And sometimes it's not enjoyable e- either. But, like, it's encouraged me to keep going, to press on to endure patiently and persevere. And I I think that is a a lost art in our day and age where everything's instant and you just put a filter on it or you just you know put EQ it right and (laughs) put whatever, you know, you fix it and you put it out there. And there's just a lot more gold to have when you've been tried. And you've had to endure and sometimes it's obscure, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, but it's, but it's good stuff. Like, you yeah. know, it's.
1: Good. yeah, yeah. And, and here you are now, like y- you've arrived at these, these senses of, of calling and vocation and, and just like, okay, Lord, like, I'm going to keep doing these things because it seems like you won't let me get away from them. Mm-hmm. And you're combining them with the, the children's book which I think is really interesting too, because, you know, you were part of songwriting process that now is, is seeing its way into a children's book. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure I have a lot of uh, listeners who love the idea of reading their child, a a, a children's book by Lauren Chandler. So, so what is the children's book going to be like?
0: Yeah, Um, So it's based on a song I wrote that we put out with the village called praise him. Mm -hmm. And that came out of, we were doing like a songwriting class with a ministry called 10,000 fathers and yeah. I think it's 10,000 fathers and mothers now
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, based in Atlanta. And then they moved to Colorado love, love that ministry. And so one of the assignment, I, one of the assignments was to write a song about something. I don't remember, but this came out of it. I was just sitting at my little keyboard and, um, I thought about, I wanted to give my kids, a song that reminded them that it's good to praise the Lord in every, like every part of our day, every season of life. And so I could kind of see parts of our days being part seasons of our lives. So you've got, you know, praise them in the morning when mm-hmm. the days just begun, you know, when everything like you're full of hope and you see God's provision from afar, like you are singing with the birds ready to go. Um, but then praise him, you know, when it's, uh, as you're going out th- through your day and sometimes it goes great and sometimes it's not so great and then praise him at night when it seems scary. Um, and then praise him at the end of the day, which is kind of also, so we kind of debated on, I had, you know, some of the other writers. Um, so I wrote the song, but I had input on doing yeah. the song together and I had, uh, you know, I was debating, I had like Basically morning, um, your day, evening, kind of the end of your work day and the night. And I think we wanted to see that that show that this song could be not just about your day, but also about your life and mm-hmm. just kind of so we switched like the end of the day with the night so that you could talk about kind of just the end of, of what your time on earth, like mm-hmm. of when the work is done and you retire, like praise him. And so yeah. the refrains, you know, praise him every beat of your heart. And so the children's book is just, it's written more in uh, accessible language for kids. It's more to be read at bedtime by a mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandpa, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, um, and just telling kids, Hey, praise him when it's great. Praise him when it's hard, praise him when you're scared, uh, you know, praise him Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. And so that was the, the, um, where that song was birthed from and how it worked its way into a children's book.
1: Yeah. So. Well, that's, I mean, that's very, that's very exciting. And I'll be looking forward to seeing that. And, yeah. and so many people will, um, you know, there's a, there's a depth and a richness to like you and the way that you're doing things and all of the things you're doing. Um, and I've found you know with this show I'm privileged to talk to so many interesting people who um, you know many of whom like you I've looked up to for quite a long time and so one of my favorite things to to ask before I let somebody go is you know listeners have heard about Bible study the books the songs, your relationship with your children with Matt but I think that like our worldview is often shaped by, the, the, the things that shape the way we think and the way that we, we, we speak and act. And so um, one thing I like to ask is just, when you think about the, the influences that you've had that have gotten you to the point where you're at, Mm -hmm. um, what has shaped um, the way you think, the -hmm. way that you act the most, whether that be a, you know, a a person that you don't actually know. I, you know, I I hear C.S. Lewis all the time, you know, Um, but like, or, or maybe somebody, you know, a book you read what are yeah. some things that you think got you to where you're at now?
0: Um, I I thought about this question because you were so kind to send it <laughs> this one. This one, on. yeah. A little spoiler
1: alert is the other ones are are very conversational, but I usually <laughs> give people a heads up on this one.
0: Yeah, and I was like, man, I could think about, I could tell you kind of different books that I read yeah. that influenced me, but what kept coming to mind were just women in my life who poured into me, who loved loved God loved, um, his word, loved their kids and loved me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom's one, she'd be the first. Um, I think of, um, a woman named Mari Henley, who, when uh, a bunch of the, the pastor's wives at our church were just broad-eyed, bushy tailed and, and bleary eyed from, uh, <laughs> infants having babies and toddlers yeah. years ago we would get together and sometimes, you know, we'd read, she'd read just a Bible verse and then she'd just ask each one of us, how are you doing? Mm. And fine was an acceptable answer. (laughs) And there was a lot of crying and there were a lot of issues and there was a lot of that going on. Um, So that was super formative for me. Um, um, A woman who was influential from afar, and then i got to meet her and now she's like actually a really good friend is christy knockles mm-hmm. um worship leader singer songwriter also a um a writer and she came out with a book called uh, the place um uh, no what is it called oh my gosh i can't think of what it's called uh anyway she can, i can see the cover but i can't think of the the name but christy knockles has yeah. been a huge influence in my life from afar. Cause I always loved her voice, loved how she led worship, loved mm-hmm. the songs that she and Nate, her husband, Nathan wrote. But, um, also just personally, uh, I got to meet her and she took me underneath her wing and, and I learned a lot about, uh, God and, and, and his desire for us as his, his children and for mm-hmm. us to know our belovedness and to, to, operate to live out of that, that place of being loved by God and being known as his child and let everything else kind of flow from that. Um, I saw her be a mom. I saw her, um, you know, use her gifts in ministry in a way that still honored her family and her husband and the Lord. So she's been very influential in my life. Um, and then, you know, uh, Jen Wilkin, who's at, yeah church um who loves the Bible and loves her family. I've learned a lot about treasuring God's word and and reading it reading it academically but also uh having it uh, bear upon your life too mm-hmm. and so um I feel like I'm probably forgetting someone else but <laughs> and what's so great is they're all very different women. Yeah
1: sure yeah. super
0: different personality wise what they love you know, mm-hmm. how God's gifted them, what they do for a living. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've been shaped and inspired by, by women like that. Um, and, um, just super grateful.
1: Yeah. The book, the life you long for.
0: The life you long for. Yeah. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah. I mean, I could see the cover. Yeah. <laughs> I just the wanted long to
1: make sure Christy got her, her. her yes. you know, because now, you know, she's going to see a small spike in the sale of that book and want to know why. <laughs> she's like, so. where'd
0: that come from? Um, a yeah. life you long for. Thank
1: you. Well, great. Well, it, it, I, I love hearing the answer to that question from everybody that I ask. And, um, I, and I don't always get to say what I'm about to say, which is, I think that already because I've seen it firsthand, but then also in due time, more and more people will, will have you as an answer to that question because of the work that you're doing. And I know that for me as a young pastor, Mm -hmm. um, watching you and Matt Mm -hmm. has been largely instrumental for me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I mean that because, um, not everybody does it well and yeah. you guys do it really well. And, and, uh, I can say, you know, very, quite honestly, um, you know, that I've seen firsthand that your, your influence in your ministry goes far beyond just, um, mm-hmm. just being Matt Chandler's wife. Although of course, uh, yeah. that, that in and of itself is a blessing, I'm sure too. So, um, Lauren, you are a profound blessing to, to so many people in the kingdom of God and the work that you're doing, writing and singing and, and, teaching and speaking and being mom and being a a wife is, is a blessing to so many more people than you realize. And so thank you for blessing me and the listeners with just a short amount of your time. And, um, I can't wait to see what the Lord does with it.
0: Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I really appreciate it.